Hey class, it's Ashley. I'm excited to share the next week on November 16th at 7 p.m. I'll be hosting a masterclass called What to Do When They Cry, Strategies for Black Women Navigating White Spaces. If how they voted told us anything, we have a lot to do on who they are, what crying looks like in the workplace, how these tears can negatively impact your career advancement and strategies that you need to learn today to navigate a challenging or toxic work environment to ensure that it doesn't derail your career. On November 16th, I'll be hosting a masterclass where I talk to new mid-level and senior level professional women who have experience in corporate nonprofit or educational leadership. And so join me on what to do when they cry on November 16th, that's next week on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can grab your ticket at mentor-me.org backslash education. Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School in Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you haven't checked out our website lately, check it out at www.schoolandlifepod.com. So this is a special episode, and we are going to dive right into the 2020 presidential election. Marcy and I are two Black women um, in key battleground states. And this election proved a lot (laughs) for both of us. Uh, There was stress, um, especially for me, and some um, anxieties about um, the future of this country and how its citizens, its members would uh, choose its next president. And Marcy and I are really gonna break down Um, our lived experiences from voting early to voting on election day to sort of how we were processing as the results were coming in and um, lessons that we've learned from exit polls and um, how we see the um, state shaking out even as uh, the vote, some votes in some um, states and counties are still being counted. We are also so excited to celebrate our soror, Kamala Harris, on her um, new role as vice president-elect. And I'm excited to sort of talk about the legacy of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and um, having um, the first Black and first Asian um, American, Indian American um, woman be a part of our sisterhood and in the White House. So Marcy, I know that you voted early. So can you talk a little bit about like, you know, your decision to vote early and, you know, what that looked like when you did vote and um, kind of what you, like when you voted in proximity to the election and um, what was going on for you then on election day? Yeah, for sure. So we actually were planning to do absentee ballots. So that's how we've pretty much been voting all year um, due to the pandemic. And just once everything started happening, we were like, you know, it's probably going to be best for us to go in person. But I knew that just going on election day would have been too much. We were looking at like seven to eight hour um, waits here in Georgia, (laughs) excuse me, for different counties. And I was like, I'm not, like, I'm definitely not gonna be caught up in that, those shenanigans. Um, Also, I have to work on election day. So this is not a public school. I have things to do. So 
early voting takes place on a Saturday. So we got up first thing um, Saturday morning, I want to say two weeks before election day and went and we stood in line for maybe 40 minutes um, and we got there and the process was smooth and easy. They gave us little styluses and hand sanitizer and everybody had on their masks and all of that. So it's actually like, I, I kind of enjoy voting. <laughs> like it just kind of makes me feel like I'm actually doing something and just the hope we made friends in line, just talking to people. Um, and so just the hope that we ex I experienced from voting feels really good. Um, early voting and knowing that it was just kind of out of the way and I was done with it felt really good to do. Um, seeing people lined up to vote felt really good. So I enjoy the early voting experience and I will always early vote because it makes my life, it reduces the stress. So on election day, I pretty much just, I saw my clients, um, did the work that I needed to do. I mentioned to you all that I was teaching some yoga classes that week. And so for the whole week, I for the beginning of the week, I was holding space for them. I did yoga all day um, for my own practice. Like my yoga teacher was offering classes that day. So I did a 7.30 class, a 12 o'clock class, a five o'clock class, and then like a seven or 7.30 class. And then I taught a 9.30 class that night. So I was pretty like, out of what was happening on election day. Um, it was a lot more of a hectic day in terms of just busyness than I thought that it was going to be. But I literally never even looked at what the results were on election day, um, mostly because I knew that we weren't going to have an answer on Tuesday. So I'm like, I'm not going to stress myself. And then I had positive people in my life that I knew could filter the information to me. So I would check in with them. But that was mostly my experience around voting um, and what I did on election day. What about you, Ashley? I know that you voted on election day. So in um, Pennsylvania, no less. So tell me what that experience was like for you. My big blue state. Shout out to us. <laughs> the come through. No Nevada over here, girl. Okay. So yeah, I voted on election day and I probably will always vote on election day. I really like going in and like casting my ballot on the day. Um, it's something about like, you know, being able to walk into my polling place and do that. I am grateful that I live in a polling place where there's no line, no wait. I was in and out of the whole voting process in a matter of like four and a half minutes. Like I clocked it from the car to the car. Like, it, you know, there was not even anybody in the parking lot. Um, I live in a, a pretty sleepy town. Um, but yeah, so that was nice. I wore my white hat, shout out to Olivia Pope. And, you know, I just, you know, I just did the work, you know, I just did the work and I went in and voted and, um, my boyfriend, he, um, works the polls. So he was down at a polling site, um, on campus and it was very busy, you know, the students and things like that. And, you know, I've worked, um, the elections, worked the polls before, but this year I just was like, I can't, like, I knew I needed to be able to protect my peace. I needed to sort of be in a space where I can control what was happening all day long. And the only place that I have that much control is my home. So I was like, I'm, I cannot leave. Um, so yeah, so I was just in the house and just like really processing Tuesday. I actually didn't check the news much. Um, I was like pretty chill. I, you know, was hearing, oh, you know, it's going to take some time. We won't know anything that night, blah, blah, blah. But I still, you know, I'm like, oh, we will know and I will, you know, need to be updated. But but I didn't check really. I went to the bed that night pretty early, 11 o'clock. Um, 
I'm just trying to process just that's early for me. <laughs> that's early for me. I'm usually like a 1.30 a.m. bed kind of girl. Um, so 11.30, I was like, yeah, tuckered out, right? And so I like went to bed. Um, but yeah, like it was the days, it was the days after. It was Wednesday, it was Thursday, it was Friday that were really painstaking for me. Um, third, like Wednesday was okay, but Thursday and Friday, Marcy, my stomach was not like I was feeling so stressed and I had saw on Twitter that someone was like the AP, the Associated Press had a map and it was like pretty accurate and really was like updating regularly and didn't require you to see any like news stories, but just the map and the colors. And so I like opened up a tab on my iPhone and like I had only that tab in my browser and I was just like refresh it and refresh it and refresh it. <clears throat> and um and and so I will say like you know Tuesday was fine like that day I was like doing okay but Wednesday Thursday and Friday that was painful I was I was struggling like what did the days after you initially voted what were they like because I know Tuesday you were really like plugged in um and doing lots of yoga and, um you know not really engaged did you get more engaged as the days went on nope my clients would ask me like, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I kept telling them, I'm fine because I have no idea what's happening in the world. It could be on fire right now. And I literally would not know. So um, I don't think it was until maybe Thursday night where I actually started to feel it and actually started looking into things. So because I had been teaching and holding so much space for people, over the days before it was it was a good escape because I was able to be present for that and I didn't stop teaching until Wednesday night so I escaped from all of that and then Thursday I was like oh, okay so it's the end of my work week it's the end of this like this process for me so now I'm starting to realize that I have to show up and figure out what's happening. So then I started checking the, um, I started checking the results. And similarly, there was like, like if you swipe left on the iPhone, it just had the stuff popped up. So I'm like, oh, cool. I can look at this. I'm not, I still hadn't been on social media. Um, I actually didn't go on social media probably until Friday. So I had been off from probably Tuesday until Friday. So once I finally did start to check in, I was surprised because everyone was just making memes, like all of the those flip states have been happening. And so I'm watching all of the videos that are like showing <laughs> Elmo flipping from red to blue and everybody celebrating in Georgia and just all of the, um, just a lot of the positive experiences. So I think that I kind of really missed the stressful tense moments because I just checked out from all of it. And I was actually really thankful that I did that in fact I didn't even know until probably about one o'clock on Saturday that they had declared it um, because I was also doing something Saturday morning so it's just like I checked in enough to see and I really just appreciate my the social media spaces that I've cultivated because I literally don't have a bunch of like racist people on my timeline 
all of my white friends and colleagues, I guess either they are not racist or they don't show up and pop up on my Facebook because I just don't, we don't have that energy. So everybody was just sharing stuff, um, laughing and stuff. I have friends texting me like Harry Potter memes about the lectures, just all kinds of things. Watching the videos. Let me tell you something. Y'all are the most creative people ever on the planet like you remember any of your favorites like which ones were your favorites (laughs) so my favorites were there is one that is infinity war it's the end of infinity war where captain america is like exhausted and then they put biden's face over it and then you hear uh, it comes on the line like um it's it's the vice president i'm speaking And then Black Panther, all of them walking, it's like Stacey Abrams. <laughs> it's just, listen, we're going to get to that in a minute too. But like, that was definitely one of my favorite ones. There's another one that came out um, from Sister Sister that had, um, gosh, I can't think of her name. Whoopi Goldberg's character had her as Stacey Abrams. And then the guy is like Tuesday and it's like Wednesday. Oh, I loved it so much. All of those memes were just absolutely hilarious. And then one that is Harry Potter. This is the old one. But, and it's hard to explain this one because it's the one where like Joe and Obama are sitting in the room and um, Obama has his hand down in his face and Joe's like, I just got to get his wig and throw it in the fire. And then he's like, one horcrux down, six more to go. Totally a Harry Potter reference, but it's absolutely hilarious to me um, comparing Trump to Lord Voldemort. So those are definitely some of my favorite moments over the course of the weekend and just like small we're not doing all black everything today but I think it's just so important to acknowledge and recognize like the way the black women have shown up for this as always like we're always carrying the country the world on our backs but Stacey Abrams being in Georgia and doing the groundwork the hard work the grit work of um upheaving voter suppression and making sure that what happened to her when she was running for a governor did not happen during this election. The historic, just like monumental flip of Georgia, I know they still haven't called it. And I mean, look, it could possibly go back red whenever they get done. But still, just the idea that we're like on the cusp of being a blue state now here is amazing. Of course, Kamala being elected vice president-elect, representing for Black women, for East Asian women, for Indian women, for women of color, like being the first female, the first woman of color in the White House, absolutely amazing. And I just, just all of the Black women that contributed to this experience, I think that that was another thing that really like just helped me through this whole process. I know people talk a lot. I've had a lot of conversations with people and even in my own personal experience about like HBCUs. And so seeing HBCUs be lifted up in that way as well, like, you know, this question of what can you do with a degree from HBCU or an HBCU won't prepare you for the real world. And it's like, well, our first black vice president is a woman who graduated from HBCU, so pipe down. So there was just a whole lot of all black everything that was happening all weekend that really lifted my spirits and helped me to feel calm, cool and collected as well. So I think that definitely just shifted this experience for me. What were your like takeaway moments? Like what were the positive moments that you had during this election experience? Yeah, so um, Friday, so, I, I left Pennsylvania um, early Friday morning to go to a COVID wedding in North Carolina. So I was, you know, up 4.45, 5 a.m. Friday morning driving. 
and I, I was in the passenger seat, not driving, but, um, but I was driving or in the car or whatever, and, you know, refresh my mat. And I saw that they like Georgia was like light blue. And I was like, wait, what? And I just burst out into tears. Like I, I literally just like burst out into tears. I, I was so shook. I was so like overwhelmed. I could not believe it. Speaking of memes, uh, Tatiana O'Haran, shout out to you, Tati. Um, she had an amazing reel of, um, she's like waking up, you know, like doing the stretch. And she was like, when your state goes blue and she lives in Atlanta. And like, she had like a blue overlay over her entire body. She's like a Smurf. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, yawn. And then she had a beautiful day playing in the background. And then she went outside. She looked at the sky. She's blue. The sky's blue. You know, like everything was passed over blue. So hilarious. Uh, so, so good. Um, but I still was super nervous. Like that day, like I was kind of freaking out. We went to lunch. You know, the Nova Nevada AG got on and he was just like, oh, yeah, we still got 610,000 votes to count. We don't really know what's going on over here. We're going to try to start updating twice. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, we're waiting on you Nevada you ain't never ready the memes about Nevada not being ready with that makeup that was not blended baby that took me down <laughs> took me all the way down it's like girl we'll pay the bill you over looking at your purse you know you don't got no money you know you broke we'll pay it's fine my favorite one with Nevada County is the one where they had Brian McKnight singing one <laughs> it's like y'all need to Stop this. No, what's the one with, I don't know, this this Asian man, and he was just like, one, two. <laughs> I was like, what is, what is it? This is like the only person I uh, trust to count it. They had Count Dracula on there, talking about he was going to count. Everybody, <laughs> everybody was going to count. Oh, my goodness. So it's like, you know what? I'll go and drive myself. <laughs> I'll just go count myself. Oh, and shout out, uh, shout out to Delta Sigma Theta. I saw a Delta in her Delta black and jet, black and red Delta jacket counting them votes in Nevada. We saw you, sis. Um, so, but I was still pretty stressed out, like just like really anxious. Went to bed Friday night, was like, okay, I had chapter meeting on Saturday morning um, and it was preparing for that. You know, we're in chapter, our, bas our president is giving her uh, report and the chat starts going off. So I'm trying to pay attention. I'm like, look at the chat, like they call Pennsylvania, they call Pennsylvania. You know, mind you, I'm in a graduate chapter in central Pennsylvania. And um, the, the president, she's like, okay, so we're gonna go to the vice president report and I'm the vice president. And I was like, um, sir, I think we need to pay attention to the chat. It appears that uh, Pennsylvania has gone blue. And she was like, we're in recess. <laughs> we find, we start playing, set it off. And we had a whole stroll, 15 minutes, a whole stroll. I am so proud to share that Epsilon Sigma Omega supported um, voter registration in our cities and counties and as a chapter with in collaboration with several other chapters help register 50,000 people in our surrounding counties and I am so grateful to have made a difference in turning Pennsylvania blue I'll take I'll take full accountability for that in uh as a as a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha and a, as a member of a big blue state and I I just I was like in tears, like I was completely in tears. I felt so overwhelmed. And to like have that moment to be able to share with Soros in chapter was like, that was just like, there was no other place I would have rather been. Like that was just so freaking cool. 
Um, so that and like you know, Sarah was like, I gotta hop off. I'm finna go. On, I'm finna drive down the street, honking my horn. Like people were. It was like, I mean, we're in a business meeting, right? But it it got real. Uh, it got real fun and real exciting real quick. So that was just really special. And and I, you know, now I think at this point, Marcy, I'm just like when I tell you the, the relief, I, I don't think I realized how much I had been holding, how tight I had been, how much I hadn't been breathing. And I don't know if that had just been like the last couple of weeks as, you know, we go into November and the, or, you know, into, you know, October and the election, you know, kind of fired up or if it's been four years, I literally can't tell, but I held a staff meeting this morning and my staff was literally like, um, like, they were just talking about like the sigh of relief and they slept for the good for the first time. And, you know, where they were, I had a staff member that drove to Delaware to see, you know, um, um, the president and vice president elect speak um, on Saturday night, like literally drove four hours, I think to go see them. I mean, it was like that important to her to be there. Um, And just a collective like sigh of relief, a collective, like I can breathe again, a collective, like at least there's going to be decency and a commitment to like hard work and getting it right. And not like a blatant disregard and disrespect for humanity. Um, and I didn't realize I was holding that, but I definitely was. And, um, I'm so grateful to have that release. And I, I hate to say this, but I don't know, the names of the black um, and brown organizers in my state, but it's my business to figure them out this week. Like I, everybody knows Stacey Abrams and the work that she did. And it, it is phenomenal. I mean, when I think about the fact that she lost that governor's race and we know that it was because of gen- gerrymandering and it was because of, um, you know, like just like a blatant disrespect for the Voting Rights Act. And the fact that she could have been like, okay, this is cute. I'm going to go back to writing my romance novels and y'all can figure this out on your own, right? Like she literally, that could have been her stance and she would have been righteous and indignant. But instead she said, I won't let it happen to somebody else. Right, like that that power, that resonant, like that that commitment to excellence is something that I, you know, I, I often talk about how much I love Beyonce and I love Beyonce for a lot of reasons, mostly because she's the hardest working woman I know. And then next is Stacey Abrams, apparently. <laughs> and I also wanna be able to say the names of the black organizers in my state, um, or at least the state that I call home now, um, so that I can honor them in the same way. So I'll bring those back to you. Maybe I'll give them to you, Marcy, for all black everything in the future. Um, so let's talk about black women. Let's talk about black women. Let's talk about white women. Let's talk about exit polls. Um, when you when you saw those numbers come out, you see the maps with the different colors based on different different graphics. Like what's running through your mind? How are you feeling? So it took me immediately back to 2016 when we all we kept saying was 53%, 53%, 53%, over half of white women who voted, voted for Trump. Against a white woman, I might add. Like we we need to go back. There was a white woman who was running. Okay, keep going. And they said (laughs) we would prefer this white man over our sis right and so and what's fascinating to me and not that like I'm, I'm about to make a statement that's very watered down 
And um, and I acknowledge that. But that's the difference between Black women and white women. We're not going to vote against our own, right? Like, there's no way that y'all could have put Kamala up against Joe and we would have been like, oh, yeah, let's go with him. <laughs> or it could have been a white woman. We'd be like, yeah, let's go. Like, it could have been Hillary again. We would not have been like, yeah, let's go. No, not at all. And so just the, like, I'm so truly honored to be a part of a culture. And don't get me wrong, we don't get it right all the time. But just a part of a culture that says, we see you, sis, we got you, and we're going to hold it down for you. So that's one thing. But one of the stats that I actually got on Tuesday from a trusted friend was the 55%. And I said, now wait, <laughs> you all have been living in the same country that I have been living in for the last four years. And yet you still said, nope, him. He, he cares about my rights. He cares about my body. He cares about me being a woman and being able to make decisions and be autonomous. He doesn't talk about sexually assaulting women. Like, and so I found myself just being dumbfounded and kind of having a um, out of body experience of like, Am I living in a real, a different alternate reality that y'all are not listening to? So that was one thing. Another thing, I know we're talking about women, but I was also pretty shocked by the 18% of Black men that voted for him. Um, and just like the disillusionment that you could possibly benefit from what he has to offer as if you are close to his level of privilege in any way, shape or form. So yeah, um, shout out to black women. Cause I want to say it was what, like 98% or something. <laughs> shout out to y'all, shout out to Kamala for recognizing, like I'm sure that y'all have seen the tweet where she says, we owe this election to Black women because, yeah, y'all do. And we're not saying that we believe that Joe is perfect. We're not saying that we believe that Kamala is perfect. But we are saying, like Ashley said earlier, we are expecting some level of decency and just some level of returning close to normal as opposed to what we've been experiencing the last four years. And Black women understand that. And I just see more of us being lifted into those important places. And I just pray that that 45%, how ironic, but that 45% that didn't vote for him are true allies and y'all can go gather y'all sisters up. I have nothing else to say about it except for what you said. And I want them to grab their pussy hats and gather themselves. Um. The road ahead is one that I'm excited about. I'm not letting anyone steal the joy of being out from under this dictatorship. I won't allow it. And I'm excited about it. Um, uh, the Biden campaign released their um, 100 day plan today. Um, the Black Lives Matter, Patrice, Patrice and the Black Lives Matter coalition um, wrote an open letter to them um, talking about how they would like to be a part of the transition plan. And they are eager. <laughs> they are ready to work, you know. Um, 
I'm so excited about a new secretary of state. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about a new secretary of education. Bless God. When I tell you, I just want foreign relations to be better. And I want pre-K back. This is, I want a new title nine policy. <laughs> just the just, just a few couple of things. Um, Oh my goodness, we might have a competent person in housing and urban development that's not a heart surgeon who also, I guess, has COVID now? Okay. <laughs> oh, what are you looking forward to in the first 100 days, Marcy? Well, so that is where I think I struggle because until it's official, like official, official, like he put his hand on the Bible, I am concerned about this narcissist that is still in the office. And I'm concerned that he is going to try to do everything in his power to dismantle and block everything that they're trying to do. That's the pessimistic, or I don't know if it's necessarily pessimistic, but that is just the one side of me. But there is another side of me that just looks forward to hearing how they plan on addressing COVID. Like I saw something about a mandated mask across the country, which I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about seeing who he appoints to these different roles and positions. Like who are these tasks, who are chairing these tasks for us? I've already seen a couple of black women just popping up on my timeline. Again, like we are putting in the work and I genuinely believe like for all of his flaws, I genuinely believe that Joe cares about black folks. Like, I really do believe that. And also something that I have in my heart that I don't know if this is possible in any way, shape or form, but I feel like Obama is going to have to come back in and do something. Like there can't, something, can we just like be a chairman? Like there has to be something that Obama can do. So in a, a part of me is really holding on to faith that we're going to see a little more Barack or a little more Michelle in some way, shape or form in the White House. And that just really like gives me a bunch of good feelings. But honestly, just knowing that over the next 100 days, um, we get to experience a joy of not having to spend the next four years in the same place that we've been in the last four years. If nothing was to change, I think that that would be enough for me to hold on to something. But I also like I listened to their speeches on Saturday um, and that just it just gave me so much hope. And I remember that hope from 2008 and that hope from 2012. And even though we have been feeling smothered for the last four years, it's just refreshing to go back to experiencing and feeling that hope. So I'm I'm just hoping to maintain all of that. Plus also all of the celebrating that the Ks are gonna be doing over the next 100 days, because what we have Founders Day, we have MLK Day, and then we have Inauguration Day. So we're gonna have a whole like Founders Week celebration around Inauguration. I know we can't be out in these streets, or please do not be out in these streets. COVID is still a real thing, okay? But let me have a, my Zoom invite to whatever inaugural meeting so I can put on my pink fur and my pearls costume change we can do the uninterrupted white shout out to Sora Kamala with her uninterrupted whites on doing her speech that is also something that I am super I honestly I might reactivate next year just because I feel like <laughs> I don't know y'all be one of my firstborn child 
so and a blood sample so I don't know but maybe because I'm definitely excited to just see all of the wonderful things that sorors are going to be pulling out their hats over the next year I hope that every one of our listeners is like literally breathing a collective sigh of relief like that pain and the cooped up feeling that you felt and the strain and the uncertainty like it is only up from here my god bless it 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 must be only up from here and i just want to encourage you i just want to honor the sacrifices you might have made the text you might have had to you know send uh the bugging of your parents to make sure they vote and wear their mask you know like I just want to honor that and I just want to like give you a virtual hug um, because I know Marcy and I absolutely both feel some release and we hope that you feel that too. Um, I, I'm trying not to get wrapped up into the road ahead is hard kind of stuff because I literally just want to talk about in, in uninterrupted white. I just want to um honor this uninterrupted like peace that I feel um and the 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 pending removal of hate and disregard of people who look like me I I, I earnestly believe is on the horizon um and I'm so grateful for that any closing remarks Marcy just make sure y'all celebrate like I think the kind of in essence of what you're saying is we don't have to wait until the hand is on the bible we don't have to wait until it's been four years and things have changed we can celebrate these small moments we can celebrate these small wins like that's the one thing that has been really powerful to me is just seeing people celebrate the right now seeing people celebrate where we've gotten and celebrate how far we've come so I just encourage you to do that, celebrate, enjoy, have a drink, have a shot, raise a glass, all those fun things. Um, and we'll cross all of those bridges as we always do as they come up. And we digress. Thanks so much for listening to School on Life. Make sure you check out our website at schoolonlifepod.com. Follow us on Instagram at instagram.com backslash school on life podcast. And we'll catch you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.